Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to Melanated Stamps. I'm so glad you found my little corner of the world. My name is Dr. Jenea Perdue, and this is my podcast. I'm so glad you're here. On my podcast, I do book reviews of Black authors, Black books written by Black people, and I also interview some super incredible human beings all over the world. Join me, follow me, subscribe me, find me on Instagram at Melanated Stamps, M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D-S-T-A-M-P-S. We have a great show coming. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. My name is Jenea Perdue. I'm so glad you found me. Today is book review day. I just re- just finished a book and... I have to tell you, I have a confession. I am terrible at interpreting and understanding poetry, but I tried. I gave it my best effort. And even though I am terrible at it, I did something that I'm not great at. And I'm really proud at just that part, doing something that I'm not great at, persevering through and talking about it. And I decided to read... um. One that I was recommended by my, um, I don't know how to describe her. She's just so cool and just so brilliant and all the black girl magic. You know, I have friends in like all different types of seasons and stages of life and things. And this one, she's great. She's a fancy pants professor, an associate dean now. And um, one of her favorite folks is Nikki Giovanni. And she told me about her several, several years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that in the back of my mind. And I'm going to read her whenever the time is appropriate. You know, over the last couple of books that I've been reading, they've been some heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Really emotionally draining. Really psychologically traumatizing. Really meaty academic work. Like, uh, if you've been following me, I read the, like, the Color of Compromise, which talks about the um, white evangelical church and like its complicity with racism. I read... Uh, that one was by Jamar Tisby. Highly recommend. Phenomenal. Hard to read. Um, and I did a book review on it. Also, I read White Rage by Carol Anderson. Another really difficult re- uh, read. Really psychologically challenging. And it was super academic-y. Um, it was rough. And then after that, ugh, I can't remember the other book that I read. Um Oh, Michael Eric Dyson's book. Um, I don't have my notes in front of me. Uh, Tears We Cannot Stop. Tears That We Cannot Stop. Sermon to White America. Phenomenal read. Brilliant, brilliant. And I'll be doing um, a book review on that one uh, probably next week. But after those three, I had to take a break. So I decided to do something that I'm not great at. Read poetry. And kind of get to the creative side of anti-racism work, of uplifting the black voice, of um, exploring black humanity in just everyday life through poetry. And y'all, Nikki Giovanni, even though I don't fully understand it, she's great. Y'all need to read it. So, a couple of the things that she said that I loved. One was, may I spin a poem around you? Come, let's step into my web and dream of freedom together. I love that saying or that line because she invited us into um, the fight for justice in whatever way that 
we found appropriate um, using our skill set. Hers was writing poetry, writing lines. Mine, talking, reading, um, teaching. Um, and whatever yours is too, we have to fight, do our part in um, dismantling white, white supremacy, dismantling whiteness, um, highlighting the greatness of black and brown, indigenous, um, non-white folks in their stories and their narratives, which is what I do. And also um, showing people who um, have traditionally had significant amounts of privilege and access and power, how they can leverage that for the fight of those who do not and have not had it. So another line that I love, this one I thought was pretty funny. A poem is pure energy, horizontally contained between the mind of the poet and the ear of the reader. If it doesn't not sing, discard the ear. <laughs> and she's just so like, I know what my gift is and my gift is flawless. If there's a problem with the connection, it's on you. And I love her confidence in, in that line. It was great. So um favorite pieces favorite parts of this uh book first of all she wrote about everything that crossed her mind and in her path um you know like I'm in my mid oh my gosh y'all in a f- couple three four weeks five six weeks I don't know I will be officially in my mid-30s I cannot believe like how did this even happen but um as I was reading it like you could see her transformation and her maturation and her moving through different seasons of her life. Um, and whatever she was thinking about, whatever was happening in the news, whatever she crossed, what whatever like crossed paths with her journey or whatever crossed her journey's path, she wrote about. And she's like, you know what? I was, you, could, you could easily tell. It's so like she was watching evening news and being like, you know what? These people, let me go write something. And I love that. Um, secondly, nowhere in her biography written in this book, and of course, you know, there's tons and tons of biographies on these black girl magic and black boy joy, like all of these phenomenal people, but the, um, biography that was attached to this anthology of her work mentioned nothing about a man and, or male partner or sexual partner, none of that. And I love that so many folks um like in the way that I like in the narratives and the stories that I was grew up around um women were not uh valued appreciated seen until they were married and then married with children and that's how you were elevated in social status and I hated that even as like a little kid I was like there has to be another way because I'm just not feeling this life and um, as I've grown older, I'm single, um, still, and I, now I love it and I don't like hide it. I don't hide it. I think it's great. It's a great life. Um, I have fought against like how, um, I am perceived as a black woman, as a single woman over the age of 25, as a single woman over the age of 30 with no children. Um, I'm seen differently and, it becomes a lonely world because a lot of my friends uh, and people that I know are married with kids, which is perfectly fine if that's their journey. But fewer and fewer of us are um, choosing the life of, of prolonged singleness. Um, and I love my life and I have accomplished so many things in my life without being attached to a male partner. Um, 
And I have noticed that in a lot of the people that I've been reading, um, like they too have been able to accomplish incredible things with or without with without a part a male partner. And I love that because um, in her biography, she was obviously having sex because she had a, a partner. She was obviously having sex because like she was talking about in her poetry, she was talking about love and breakup and sensuality, her own body, sexuality, all of the things. But in her biography, there was no mention of who she was having sex with, no mention of who she was married to, where her son came from, none of this. And I was like, you know what? I like that, Nikki Giovanni. It was wonderful. Um, yes. Third favorite part that I love, um, we, I often forget that the folks, we often forget, but I'm going to focus on me. I often forget that these folks who are the like pillars of the civil rights movement that are like these iconic people, individuals, brains, brute force, um, phenomenal, resilient people were at one time young. And when you look at their biographies, you think that they're just like, you know, that they've always been old, that they've always been like the the ones in the rocking chairs just telling about their stories. But like these folks, y'all, were in their 20s and 30s, like in the throes of massive ch- amounts of change fighting for justice. And I think that's great. I also noticed like the folks that are fighting for justice in the Black Lives Matter, in the... um dismantling whiteness space and all of that like all of us are in our 20s and 30s and we all have a voice and we are using our skill sets and we're using our knowledge we're using our lived experience to share um the outrage that we all have by being black and brown and non-white in these spaces um of where we are being silenced and it's just not okay um that ty- that has encouraged me to uh share and share what i do um and continue letting myself be okay with being young and being mouthy because these folks were young and mouthy in the civil rights movement the people that i grow that i'm journeying with now we're all young and mouthy too also um like they were they they were doing regular things in addition to um, fighting for justice. Like, they were in relationships. They were having great sex that G- Nikki Giovanni was talking a lot about. They were raising their children. They were eating delicious food. They were sleeping. They were um, hanging out with each other, spending time with each other. I loved it. My fourth favorite part, which was such a flex, was, like, in the end of the book, and it was just, like, a footnote. Like, it didn't even, it was just, like, a little bloop blip on the little on it it was it was just so small but it was so profound it said that Nikki and Angela went to Tony's 70th birthday party and I was like that's phenomenal and I was like these are just regular people's names but then I was like no wait a minute they were at Tony Morrison's birthday party Nikki Giovanni and Angela Davis were at Toni Morrison's birthday party. Not just Nikki and Angela were at their girlfriend's birthday party. Like, this is, like, a really big deal. So you have Angela Davis, which is this professor who was, like, chased by the FBI that was doing all this great activist work, and a womanist and a feminist, 
Like she met Nikki Giovanni for the very first time. Um, and Nikki Giovanni has won all of these awards and was doing all this phenomenal stuff. Um, and they met at Toni Morrison, like the quintessential queen of words at her birthday and be like, Hey y'all. I just think that's so cool. Oh, I loved it so much. All right. Why y'all need to read this book? Number one, poetry kind of just floats off the page of, um, and it just kind of like is there. It's kind of like, it feels, you know, y'all, I already said I'm bad at poetry, but it, it felt like it was just as powerful as the prose that I have been reading and the nonfiction work that I've been reading. Cause that's like, that's kind of my thing is nonfiction. Um, but it, like, it was like the, it, it humanized and it added, it added depth and color to the civil rights movement, um, and the beauty of life and the beauty of blackness that the other books can't do because their, their expertise and the way that they're written is different and it reflects in a different, it, it reflects the same lived experience, the same narrative in a different way. Um, and I feel like that's useful to, um, the fight It's humanizing what's happening. Second reason, um, you can see the beauty within the civil rights movement. Um, you know, Nikki Giovanni was talking about like air and light and nature and, uh, humanity, sexuality, all of these things. But like in, a, it showed just, just like the, I wouldn't even say the nice side of life, but it showed that. You know, it's not just the March on Washington. Like, she would focus on the wind blowing or she would focus on heart movement or just the way that the words went together and the flow of it kind of made you, like, you you felt like you were there in a way um, and seeing the other, seeing the whole picture. That was great. Third reason, Nikki is just black girl magic. Like... She's one of those folks where even if you're terrible at poetry, just like me, um, you got you got to read her because she's there and she's great. And um, just like everybody needs to read Toni Morrison, you may or may not like the way that she she's wrote. Fine. Read her anyway. Um, yeah, it's basically it, y'all. Short, sweet, to the point. As always, um, when you are buying books, buy from independent black bookstores buy from do not buy from Amazon even if the book is super super cheap support black business support black bookstores support independent bookstores there are so so many and i um a love uncle bobby's bookstore and also harriet's bookstore and i follow them on instagram cuz i like their pictures and i like what they say um and so those are just two but there are so 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 many um buy from them and you can buy the book direct any sort of book uh, I can't well say any, but like you can, they have like this little button through bookshop where you can buy books like you would through Amazon, but you're supporting and giving money to an independent bookstore. Like it's super easy. Lots of folks don't know that it's an option, but you can do it. Um, lastly, how to find me. I am on Instagram and my website and Facebook and my podcast and my email. It's all the same. Melanated stamps. M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D-S-T-A. MPS.com or at Melanated Stamps for Instagram, Melanated Stamps on Facebook, MelanatedStamps.com for my website, Melanated Stamps for my podcast. Um, I also have a book. 
um, where I talk about what it was like to be black in Denver, I strongly suggest you read it because um, it shows the humanity and the the struggle of my journey of being in spaces of whiteness and what that's like and what it feels like. Because um, a lot of folks don't um, know often um, what their black and brown and non-white um, quote-unquote friends or real legit friends are facing every day. And so I wrote about it because lots of people were asking me. Um, and also as a healing journey for myself because it was so, so challenging. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm posting just about every day um, about my everyday life over here in Shenzhen, China. Um, if you are interested in being a guest on my podcast, I am always looking for folks who are dismantling whiteness in their own lives. If you are a white ally and want to share about how you're doing that, I would love to chat with you. Also, if you are a person of color and you are doing great and dope things in your area or around the world, please come find me and we can have a conversation and you can be featured on my podcast and on my website and Instagram page. Uh, lastly, um, if you yourself are reading a... Um, a book by written by a black author you can send me a blurb on my and I will add it to the anchor podcast um it can only be like it only needs to be like 30 seconds maybe even less but basically state your name where you're from the book you're reading what your thoughts were um and you can be a black white brown any color any ethnicity um to share the focus is on um highlighting black authors hiding highlighting the books written by us and that is all for today so follow me subscribe to the podcast share with your friends talk to you later bye bye friends